Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Arthur Pearly Martin. This is Pearly Martin. Welcome to my first podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you guys decide to join in. I'm going to be teaching a series uh, from my book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues. If you don't have your copy, order it online at Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble's. Um, order your copy, and uh, this I'm going to be starting from chapter one, where I'm going to be talking about the blame game from my book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues, and here we go. My question to you is this, uh, are you playing the blame game? You know, Adam blamed Eve, and Eve blamed the serpent. Actually, Adam blamed Eve and, and uh, God. Because Adam said, God, it's this woman you gave me. (laughs) In other words, God, if you haven't given me this woman, I would not have did what I did. How many of you know that that's what the blame game is? The blame game, it's a devil's game. And what he does is, it always calls you to blame others for what you do. Now, one thing about the blame game that we fail to realize is that to uh, say people can make you do something really is a statement of weakness. When they say, well, you made me do this. If you wouldn't have did this, I would, you made me do this. See what you made me do? Oh, I did this because you made me. That is really a statement of weakness because what we're saying is that that person has power and authority over your will. And I don't know about you, but that's just too much power. You know, as mature believers, we have to own it. We have to admit it before we can quit it. We have to take responsibilities for our own actions and reactions and just say, you know what? Yes, because we have to, because we have to admit it before we can quit it. So we have to say, you know what? Yes, I said it. Yes, I did it. Now, Lord, I ask that you forgive me for it. You ask the person to forgive you and just move on. Because until we're willing... To, uh, the reason it's so hard for us to admit, to apologize is because of the devil's pride. Because <laughs> see, in order to apologize, you have to humble yourself. And you have to come out of that seat of self-righteousness. And you have to come down uh, from where you are and say, hey, I did that. And, and you know, one reason that it's so hard for people to um, say they're sorry is because they equate with what they do as being who they are. Now, what we do is not who we are, but what we do, what we do is an action or reaction in which we allow our sinful flesh to commit. The real us is a spirit man. Remember, Corinthians says, if any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, look, see, all things have become new. So you see, the real you is the spirit man. We're spirit, soul, and body. We're three-part beings. So it's kind of like what the Apostle Paul says. When I want to do good, evil seems to always to be present. Oh, wretched man, am I? And he said, it's, but it's not I that's doing the sin in Romans. He said, but it's, it's not I that's doing it, but it's my flesh that's doing it. So what is he saying? He, wasn't, he was identifying with the new creation. He said, it's not me. It's not me. It's my flesh. Me and my flesh is not. It's the, so, so he said, how can a oh, wretched man am I? How can I solve this problem? He said, okay, now I realize it's with my mind that I serve the law of God, but it's with my flesh that I serve the law of sin. So what is he saying? He said, you know, 
we have to renew our mind. When we renew our mind and be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, like Romans 12 and 2 tells us, our, when our way of thinking change, our way of behavior will change. Then the body will do what the mind can. Flesh will no longer be in charge. Flesh will no longer be in charge. Um, but the spirit will. Excuse me about that. This is my first podcast. I'm so glad about this. Uh, I saw Facebook said that they were going to stop doing watch parties. Um, so I'm trying to get my my met, the word of God on as many platforms as I possibly can. I'm on Twitter. I'm on pin, Pinterest. Um, my YouTube page is Gene Martin. You guys go over there. I have probably close to 200 videos. I've been doing this for a long time, way before Facebook Live, way before uh, a lot of these. I used to have a handy cam. So um, I have a lot, a lot of contents over there. So hook up with me on my YouTube page. It's Gene Martin and hit that subscribe button and we'll go live there sometimes. Okay, but at the meantime, we're here now. We're talking about the blame game. Are you playing the blame game? Is it always someone else's fault? Let's just take responsibilities for our own actions and reactions. If it's someone you need to apologize. If it's someone you need to apologize to, just go on and do it and, uh, be done with it because unforgiveness definitely is an open door to the devil in our lives and we got to keep them out of our lives okay you guys be blessed be encouraged keep looking for the good in your day so you see god's goodness all throughout your day um this is part one of my series for my book understanding your own issues and other issues please pick up your copy so you can kind of follow along with me i'm going to also make a workbook to go along with this book um if you guys like to donate to me uh, it's Cash App Pearly J Martin. Visit my website. Um, contact me on, on my website, WeCare, W E E C A R E 1966. Um, and uh, reach out to us there, my Facebook page, Rap Time Martin, or follow me on Pearly Martin Books on Facebook. You guys, again, be blessed, be encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Help me spread and share this podcast so we can help spread the word of God so we can get it out so people can understand and know that we have got to forgive. And hey, I want to end it on this right here. If you cannot forgive them for what they said or did to you, can you at least forgive them for being imperfect just like you? Hey, I'm going to let it go. Jesus said if we don't forgive others, he can't forgive us because and what, why is that? Because he'll have to go against himself. He has to go against his own word in order to forgive us and when we're not willing to forgive others. Okay? So let's just uh, understand and realize that what you do is not who you are. But it's an act that we allow sinful flesh to commit. So we can come up out of this blame game. And so we can move on to maturity so God can give us some meat to eat. Okay? You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Uh, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Until next time, um, I'll talk to you next time. I'll be coming back um, from my book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues, uh, Chapter 2. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning. This is another wonderful day that the Lord 
has made. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to rejoice and be glad that I'm alive living in it. Hi, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin and welcome to my podcast. Welcome to my podcast. Biblical scriptures for daily living. We're going to learn some biblical principles for daily living here. But I'm going to be teaching from my book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues for the next few days. Um, So be sure to meet us here at 9 a.m. on my morning podcast. Download us on Spotify and then on the search bar, hit put Arthur Pearlie Martin in your search. Hit the follow button and that way you'll be notified every time I come on live. How about that? Make sure you share the podcast and um, feel free to support us if you like. If you have a prayer request, leave it on uh, hit, uh, leave it on my messenger on this page here. Okay, but we're going to get right into the message and we're going to be talking about today's subject is going to be from my book, chapter one, the blame game. You know, Adam blamed God and Eve and Eve blamed the serpent. Who are you blaming for your actions and reactions? Well, let's just get into the story. We're going to start with Genesis chapter 3, verse, um, let's start at verse, let's see if we want to start at 6. Let's see here. We're going to start at 6. Six and go through. We're going to read quite a bit here because I'm trying to get to the point of who are you blaming for your actions and reactions. So we're going to start at Genesis 3. We're going to start at verse 6 and we're going to read a few verses. But I'm, I'm reading from the NLT. I love that translation. And here we go. Verse 6. The woman was convinced she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. (laughs) Isn't that what we do? When we sin, we want to hide. You know, you know, the reason we want to hide when we sin is because the devil brings condemnation, shame, condemnation. When in fact, as new believers who have been washed by the blood of Jesus, we don't have to feel shame and condemnation. We can just simply repent. Or sometimes we're feeling when we sin and we're feeling shame and condemnation. Do you know actually that pride is connected to shame? Pride is connected to shame because we're thinking more about ourselves than we are about God and what what about you know instead of thinking about what does God think we're thinking about what does people think about me <laughs> what are people going to think about me not not what are people what is God going to think but what are people going to think and whenever we're people centered and not Christ centered it makes us self-centered which is rooted in pride okay so we're going to we're going to go on down a little bit more so we see that the woman gave God had already told them earlier on, read the rest of the chapter, not to eat from the tree because in the day that they did, they would surely die. But, but the woman, she was convinced she was really, she was lured away by the, um, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Those are the three things that drew her, that the devil used to tempt her. And those are still the three temptations that the enemy is using to draw us into his sinful behaviors. Okay, so we notice here now, it said that she just, she then she gave some to her husband who was with her. 
So he was there with her the whole time when she was having this encounter with the serpent. And he said nothing to the devil. He didn't say, Satan, I rebuke you. Quit talking to my wife or nothing. He just went along with it. She didn't have a gun. She didn't put a gun at his head. He just ate it. And he ate it too, the Bible says. So um, verse 8 said, when the cool evening breeze was blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord amongst the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man. Hmm. He called to the man because he left the man in charge, right? <laughs> then the Lord God called to the man and he said, where are you? <laughs> now, let's stop here and pause for a minute because I want to bring this to your attention. Now, we know that God is all knowing, right? He knows everything. He's everywhere at the same time. He sees everything. So why does a God who knows everything, sees everything, and he's everywhere at the same time, why does he take a minute, a moment, and a second out to ask a man who he created from the dust, where, where are you? He sees them. He knows. He knows the whole entire story. Well, when the Lord was asking Adam, where, where, where are you? He was more like a rhetorical question. He already knew where he was at. He was trying to get Adam to say where he was at. And and I'm and I want to say to you, uh, where are you? What is it you have done? What is it that I have done? Probably, where are you? What is this you have done? Where are you? Where you at? You ever walked in the house and the house was a mess and you start yelling for the kids and say, oh, where are you guys at? Where are you? Why? Because the house is a mess. You're saying, where are you? Because they've made a mess. You know, and Adam and Eve had made a, Adam, they, he made a mess really because God left him in charge. So he wanted to check in with him. Where you at? That was Adam's. Adam, he, he, he told the truth on this. He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. I was afraid because I'm undone. I, I, I was afraid. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Being naked make you feel ashamed, right? I was afraid, so I hid myself. And then verse 11, God said, who told you that you was naked? The Lord God asked, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to. Now look, there God go again. <laughs> Asking a man who, who he created a question. Already he knows the answer. But he's saying to this man that he created from the dust. Did you eat from the tree? Did you eat from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to? Now God is trying to give Adam a chance here to confess. <laughs> he's trying to give him a chance to confess. He hasn't even talked to the woman yet because he know he left the man in charge. It's kind of like on a job when you got a supervisor there. The super, if something goes down, they're coming to that manager. They're coming to that supervisor first. They're going to go to him first and they're going to want to know, hey, what happened here? <laughs> so here he is. He left him in charge. He said, well, what's going on here? Um, did you eat from this tree? And then verse 12 says, Genesis 3 and 12. That's where we're at. You guys are just joining in. Genesis 3 and 12 said, the man replied, it was the woman you gave me who, who gave me the fruit and I ate it. At least he said he ate it, right? He didn't say she forced him. It didn't say she had a gun at his head. <laughs> but the thing he messed up here because instead of just saying I ate it, he got, he's going to blame the woman. He blames the woman. He says it was God... In other words, God, it's just woman that you gave me. If you hadn't gave me this woman, I wouldn't have ate. But it was this woman you gave me who gave me the fruit. 
And I ate it. Like, I mean, he took no responsibilities for his own actions and his own reactions. He had a choice in the matter. Matter of fact, as the head and the, the head man in charge, he should have been telling Eve, no, we're not going to do this. But he did eat. And instead of just saying, I ate it, he goes and tells the Lord what he did. He said, it was the woman you gave me. The fruit. The woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Lord, I'm Now, Adam is blaming really God and Eve for what he did, for his actions and reactions. Who are you blaming for your actions and reactions? Are you playing the blame game? Because Adam... He was really playing the blame game. That was a blame game. He did not want to take responsibility for our own action and reactions. So once again, God was sitting here and he was asking Adam a question because he was trying to get him to admit, to confess to his sin. You know, remember the Bible tells us that we are to confess our own faults one to another so that we can be healed, right? God wants us to confess our own faults one to another so we can be healed. And if we confess our sins, God already said he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He never remembers it again. He cast it as far as the east is from the west. We know that the east and the west can never connect, right? So here, God gave Adam a chance to confess. But instead of confessing what he did, he blamed his wife. Are you blaming your wife for what you do, men? Women, are you blaming your husband for what you do? Did, did the devil make you do it? I'm surprised he didn't say the devil made <laughs> Okay, so did the, did, did the devil make you do it? Did your kids make you do it? Did the boss make you do it? Did the cat make you do it? Did your family or friends make you do it? Did the stranger at the store make you do it? Who are you blaming for your actions and reactions? Who are you blaming for your actions and reactions? Excuse me for the interruption. One moment here. But who are you blaming for your actions and reactions? Did God make you do it? The devil make you do it? Your wife? If you wouldn't have made me do that, if you wouldn't have did that, then I wouldn't have did this. Is that your excuse? Is that your excuse in life? If you wouldn't have did this, I wouldn't have did that. If you wouldn't have said that, then I wouldn't have said this. But God wasn't looking for that. That's why he said, Adam. He said, Adam. He asked him, have you? He said, you. He didn't even say, did y'all? He said, have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I command you not to? Have, Have you done something that God told you not to do? And now that you've gotten caught, you're ashamed and embarrassed. And instead of taking responsibilities for your own actions, you cover yourself with fig leaves, with pride. Are you covering your shame with pride? And instead of confessing it, with blaming someone else for what you did, what you said, for your actions and reactions. That's what Adam did. So we're going to go on because we're not finished with the question. With the with the story here. So Adam said the woman made him do it. Then in verse 13, then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? Oh Lord. He coming to her now. 
Because she did, we all, how many of you know we all have to give account of our own actions and reactions? We're going to have to give account of the things that we do in this body. That's what the Bible says, good or evil. So then the Lord God asked the woman, verse 13, Genesis 3 and 13. Then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you, Y-O-U, what have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why. I ate. <laughs> Lord Jesus. So everybody has an excuse for not obeying God. But nobody wants to take responsibilities for what they did. So the devil basically made Eve do it. And the woman made Adam. God, God was responsible because he gave Adam the woman. That's what Adam is basically saying. It's this woman you gave me, God. In other words, God, if you hadn't gave me this woman then I wouldn't have did what I did. And I and, and, and it's because of her that I ate. You Do you know that is a very weak statement? Because when we blame others for our actions and reactions, what we're really saying is they have power and control over our will. Now, I don't know about you, but that's just too much power. That's too much control. That is just too much, too much, too much. And we know that's not really true because God gave us a choice. He said, I said before you this day, life, death, blessings, or curses, you get to choose. We get to choose what we want to do. So God, Adam blamed the woman and God, and the woman said the devil made her do it. The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild, and you crawl on your belly. So he even dealt with the serpent. He dealt with the serpent. But you know what? The same way you said, well, the, the serpent was talking. Yep, the serpent was talking then. And guess what? The serpent is still talking today. <laughs> we just can't see him the way at, with the way they saw him in the tree. But the, the serpent now, the, serp, the serpent was in the tree in the garden. Now the serpent comes into our mind in our body, you know, in our physical body. He, he wants, the mind is the battleground. This is what the voice of the serpent is speaking now. He's speaking to our mind and he's having us to do these things um, that's contrary to God and then make excuses for our actions and reactions. Who are you blaming for your own actions and reactions? And let me tell you why we have trouble admitting what we do. Well, the reason we have trouble admitting what we do really is because of pride. It's pride in our lives that keeps us from uh, admitting when we're wrong. But and, and the reason people are afraid to admit uh, when they do something wrong is because they equate what they do with being who they are. Now, what you do is not who you are, but it's an action and a reaction that you allow your flesh to commit. So now that you see it from that perspective, maybe you can humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and admit what you did because we have to admit it before we can quit it we have to recognize and understand and confess our own faults one to another like Colossians says so that we can be healed confession is for us confession is good for the soul because when we confess something it exposes the darkness it it exposes the devil and the devil darkness has no place to hide the devil has no place to hide in us when we confess it we're going to confess it one to another. I need to say to my husband, you know what? I'm wrong. I said that. I chose to say that. 
You didn't make me say that. So someone said a curse word at me once and then they started making an excuse. And I said, no, you said that because you chose to say that. Or, you know, I got out of hand. I said something one time and that wasn't Christ-like. I didn't cuss, but it still wasn't Christ-like. It was the flesh. And I said, you didn't make me do that because I was learning these principles. The Lord was teaching me. I said, I did that because I chose to. I said it because I chose to say, do you know that's maturity when we can confess our own faults? When we can take uh, responsibilities for our own actions and reactions because we have to admit it before we can quit it. Because the greatest deception is self-deception. When we can't see when we're wrong, that is the great, that's the devil. That's the God of this world. He has blinded our minds and we can't even see our own evil deceit. We're blinded. And we can't see our own evil deceits. That's the Proverbs. Deception, the greatest deception is self-deception. Because self-deception, you have conv- convinced yourself that you're all right and you're all wrong. But that's okay because we have to be, I understand this one more time. It's okay to say, I'm sorry. It takes humility to say you're sorry. When you say you're sorry about something you did, that's not saying this is who I am. What it's saying is I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for what I said. That's what that is. The real us is the spirit, not the flesh, not the flesh man. We were born in the sin. That's why we have to be born again. So it's okay. Let's just admit it so we can quit it and kick the devil out of our garden. Kick the devil out of our lives. And when he comes into our garden... Or he comes into our mind speaking and saying these evil things and trying to convince us to say evil things, to do evil things, and to act evil, a certain evil kind of way. We can cast him. He was cast out of the garden, but we can cast him out of our mind. Cast down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. But when you do something, let's not play the blame game anymore because the blame game it is full of deceit and deception. And it will, that's the game the devil used to hold us hostage, to hold us in pride, to keep us in self-righteousness. Let's just own our own issues. When we mess up, when we miss it, let's just say, hey, my wife didn't make me do it. My husband didn't make me do it. The kids didn't make me do it. The boss, the man who cut in front of me and driving fast didn't make me do it. I did it because at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, I had a choice. And that's what I chose to say. That's what I chose to do. That's how I chose to respond. That's how I chose to act. Father, forgive me. Forgive me. And then that's the end of it. No more blame game. No more blame game. This this podcast is for mature audience only. This podcast is for the people who pray that prayer. You know that prayer we pray? Lord, uh, if you see anything in me that's not like you, take it out. This this is this is the podcast for those kind of people. You know the, the ones who pray, um, Lord, create me a clean heart, renew me rights. This this podcast is for those kind of people. Because we have to be able to see the plank in our own eye before we can see the splinter, remove the splinter in our brother's eye. We are the main subject of our own life story. Lord, it's me standing in the need of prayer. This podcast is like a spiritual accident. So if you're serious about growing in God, 
If you're serious about going to the next level in God, if you're serious about being delivered and set free, and I'm talking, if you're, if you're serious about dealing with those inner issues, I'm talking about, you know, the ones that nobody can't see, the envy, the covetousness, the greed, the pride, you know, I'm talking about those inner, the inner issues, because how many of you know, God really deals with us from the inside out. You know, he told the Pharisees, he said, you know, the outside of the cup is clean. But the inside is filthy. We need to deal with the issues on the inside. There's no condemnation because guess what? Today is a new day. And every day God's grace and mercy is new. So that means that that God is here to forgive us again today. I'm going to end it here. You guys, uh, leave your prayer request. If you want a prayer request, if you want me to pray for you, just leave it on my messenger, on my main page. Remember to follow me, download the app on Spotify, put my name in the search, Arthur Pearlie Martin, and hit follow. So every time we come on live, you'll be notified. I'm going to end it here. You guys continue to be blessed, be encouraged, uh, just on, admit it so you can quit it, and let's just move on. We don't have to cover ourselves in fig leaves. We've been covered by the blood. Just confess to the Lord Jesus Christ what you did be free, be blessed so we can move every so we can grow from faith to faith and glory to glory so we can walk in the fullness uh, of the God of what God has for us so we can move on to that next level. How about that and grow into becoming mature Christians. Know that God loves you. I love you. you guys keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. And again, this is Pearlie Martin. I'm going to end it here. And we're going to pray real quick, though, before we go. Father, we just thank you that this word has been sown in good ground, um, that this word will not return void, um, but it will accomplish those things whereunto it is sent. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you just, you convict, convince us and convict us and you help us to change. You grace us because we can only do all things because of you who strengthen us, Father God. And we ask that you forgive us, Father God. We forgive, ask that you forgive us for the things that we did and for the, the things that we blamed other people for. We say, Lord, it was me. Here I am, Lord. It's me. I'm standing in the need of prayer and I receive your forgiveness. And I, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You guys order my book online, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues. It's under Pearlie Martin Books. I'm going out to the next time. I'll see you again at 9 a.m.